Welcome to the Brooklyn Tabernacle's Daily Devotions. Now, here is the Senior Pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, Jim Simbola. Good morning. Good morning. As they say in Yokohama, Ohio. And we're reading in Hebrews, and it's the day before Thanksgiving. What are you doing tomorrow? Are you having? Oh, if you're all alone, I wish before God, I wish. I could be with anyone listening to me who's going to be all alone on Thanksgiving. That's such a good day to be together, have fellowship. It's possible for a lot of people. Others are alone. Oh, you're a Christian. You're not alone. Oh, my bad. You're not alone. Jesus is with you. Lo, I am with you to the end of the age. I will never leave you nor forsake you. But human fellowship and company is great, isn't it? Don't eat too much. Here's your meal. A kale salad, a small piece of salmon, asparagus on the side, and for dessert, sliced peaches. That's it. Nada mas, no more. Isn't it something how we overeat on Thanksgiving? Unfortunately, most of us do. And people get tired. They say there's something in Turkey that makes you get tired. I don't know if that's true. But by eating a lot and then you don't eat much. And then that day, I remember growing up, you, you starve yourself all day because you know, oh, I'm going to throw down. And then as you're eating, like halfway through the meal, all the conversation or toward the end, conversation stops. Nobody's talking. Everybody looks like they're on methadone, need to go on a drug program. Everybody's like this. And then they take a nap. Did that ever happen when you were growing up? Everybody, where's everybody? Uh, Uncle Tom, Uncle Rudy, they're, they're all over. They're, they're napping. My mother used to make, after Thanksgiving, turkey soup. My mother was very thrifty, Polish father, Ukrainian. Polish, Ukrainian, they grew up very poor. So we would have turkey, turkey salad, turkey soup. She must have bought like a 30-pound turkey. And boy, we had turkey till it was coming out of our ears. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Now we're reading, not something, as I said, that's not a big point of contention for most of us. He's proving the writer in Hebrews 3 that is part of proving that Jesus is and the new covenant has totally replaced the old covenant. And even though Moses was great in that context, received the law, he's saying, forget it. Don't even compare Moses with Jesus. So he was faithful, Moses. No, Jesus was faithful to the one who appointed him, the father, just as Moses was faithful in all God's house, the God's house there being the people of Israel. Jesus has been found worthy of greater honor than Moses. See, that's his point. Jesus is greater than Moses. Just as the builder of the house has greater honor than the house itself. So he's saying here, it's imagery we're not too familiar with. Moses was part of the house, God's people. But God is greater because he built the house and Jesus is God. Thus, he's greater than Moses. He's greater than Moses. Grace is greater than law. That's what I want you to remember today. I grew up around almost more glorification of Moses, i.e. the law. God said, God said, God is holy. God said, God said, promise you'll obey. I once heard a preacher on TV in Florida say at the end of his service, great way to have an altar call in case any of you preach. So God is holy and perfect. And he says, be holy, even as I am holy. So I want to ask you all today, are you holy like God is? No. 
Who wants to come up to the altar now and promise God, no more fooling around. No, I'm done with this half-baked life of mine and disobedience and carnality, and I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm going to serve you, God. That's the law. Sounds good, doesn't it? Oh, everybody can. Who wouldn't come? Are you as holy as God? If you're not, come forward. Hello, the whole universe is coming. But there's no life in the law. No life. That's the problem with the law. We need life. I need a new heart, a new mind, don't you? And God gave it to us by sending Christ. We're born again through faith in Christ. Moses brought the law, which makes us conscious of sin, but changes no one. I grew up in legalism. If you're Catholic, you grew up in legalism. And there's a lot of fundamentalists, Pentecostals, so-called, and other people, just legalistic, Methodist, not all, obviously. Certainly not John Wesley, who founded the Methodist movement. He preached Christ. We don't preach Moses. We preach Christ. And some people, have they glorify. They want the mountain shaking in darkness and thunder and lightning where Moses was who got the law. They think that's greater than humble, lowly Jesus dying on a cross. Lots of luck. If you're under the law, you're under the curse, the Bible says. For the law only brings judgment, condemnation, curse. Cursed is everyone who doesn't obey everything written in the law, the Bible says. Did you obey everything? Oh, you're perfect now. But wait a minute. When you were 14, did you ever sin? That one sin will send you to hell. The soul that sinned shall surely die. So there's no hope in the law. Don't go to the law today. Go to Jesus. It's the whole purpose of this letter. And we need it today because some of us have an oxymoron religion. It's Old Testament Christianity. The sermons are about Moses and this and Elijah and all of that. Listen, that's in the Bible. But if you read that, you got to bring it quickly to Jesus because Moses is not going to help anybody here. No, nor Elijah, nor Isaiah, nor Jeremiah. They're only good when they're foretelling the one who's going to come, Messiah. If you and I could make it without Jesus, you think God would give up his son to die on a cross? Mm-mm. No, only Jesus can satisfy your soul, save your soul, Jesus. Oh, I love Hebrews. We're going to go through this, and we're singing Jesus, Jesus. We need more choruses about Jesus. Yeah, the great I am and the horse and the rider he's thrown in the sea. I got all that, and that's good. But I want to get it to Jesus. Paul says, the apostle, we proclaim him. Tell your pastor that. We need more about Jesus. I determined, Paul says in Corinthians, I was determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I'll stay till three in the morning and debate any theologian, even though I'm not trained and not very bright, that Peter, Paul, James, or John ever preached any sermon except about Jesus. No. Why would they preach about someone else? God sent his son. He's our only hope and savior. And you're doing an eight-week study on the life of Jethro, the father-in-law of Moses. Stop it. Jethro and Moses together aren't going to change one person. But God shook the mountains. I know. But we're in the new covenant now. He wants to shake you and give you a new heart and mind. Forget a mountain. Praise God. Praise God. Enjoy Jesus tomorrow. Thank God for that, not just tomorrow on Thanksgiving, every day. Only Jesus. Blessings. Mm -hmm.